Hey, Jay. Hey, Tyler. How are you doing today? I'm so hot. Yeah, you or, are. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Good thing it's self confidence. I well, love it. Good thing it's a audio podcast only. <laughs> cause anybody any trouble. <laughs> I I gotta say I like the right and tightness of the beard. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, I think I'm not. Every time I say this, I it turns out to be false. But I think Mega Beard may have seen its last. Yeah, I think that that era is. I I I, I think that it hopefully has run its course uh i am uh not just for you but for society there are still many people who lean real heavy into the the big long beer but it seems to be tilting in the realm of different things i realized the other day two things one the length of your beard this is get ready for a dramatic overstatement hyperbolic and probably immediately proven wrong. <laughs> the length of of one's beard and the care of one's beard may connect to one's political affiliations more than it used to yeah and i've also realized that how how rounded the brim of your hat <laughs> uh <laughs> can, like, the more curved your brim tends to be on a baseball cap uh the more uh conservative this it, again these it's are dramatic overstatements yeah but no the beard one's not wrong because yeah it yeah. when i had uh, first of all when my beard is beyond socially acceptable its name is dwight uh <laughs> i like that you're flattening fix, fix your cap. My, i'm gonna fix my hat here yeah. <laughs> hey look at that i just became a bernie voter yeah how about <laughs> that like overnight but it is it was wild when i had dwight uh the number of people like i could sneak into more conservative conversations yeah, yeah. because yeah. i was assumed to be i i would call that the john cooper principle yeah yeah. The t- oh, boy. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Oh you want to go down a depressing rabbit hole, look at... So John Cooper is the lead singer of Skillet, a band we have not talked about on this podcast, which we probably could have, but maybe shouldn't now. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we they, should. <laughs> but for yeah, maybe reasons. we should at some point. Yeah, yeah not, not for right now. But, boy, he's gone hard right in terms of uh, leaning into being a political, like, podcaster. Yeah. Uh, well, and and you can tell how political someone is as a podcaster the more they protest that they are not talking politics. Political. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't mean to be political, but the, it's like all right. Yeah. Everything before the butt is is irrelevant. Yeah. I don't mean to be political. Okay, yeah. so you do. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad that the. <laughs> that I, even sorry. beyond even beyond that aspect of it, I I think the right and tightness of the beard. It's a good look. Yeah, thanks. I think it was it was fun to have the big bushy uh, beard there for a while. Like we as a society, that was fun for everybody. But I, I think you, you got a good face for a tight it a, beard. It was a nice COVID COVID hobby uh, to grow yeah. a beard and keep it. Like it, it was not not too dissimilar from a chia pet, you know. Yes, yeah. yeah. and it worked well. It was a nice silhouette there for a while too. I yeah. liked the the biking vikingness of it. Yeah, but I just I would imagine the maintenance of that beard would. Be it's good. a pain in the butt. That's yep, pain in, pain in the beard. Pain in the beard, yes. Anyway, I have a question for you. I hope I have Mr. an answer. Friend. Yeah, I hope I have an answer. Okay, my question for you is this. What is something that most people hate doing that you enjoy doing? Hmm. I... And I'll, phrase, I'll phrase it in a different way. It could be a thing that you do. It could be a thing, like a thing you eat. Or a thing like let's open this up to like what is a, a, a show, a movie, an activity, a chore, anything you can you can define that. So it's what is a thing that most people hate that you quite enjoy? Yeah. 
I enjoy. This is the first one that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy writing a well-crafted letter. Oh. And I, I think I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because I enjoy it, so I don't I don't know. But it feels to me like m- others view that chore-ish. That that's that. Oh, I gotta sit down and you know be formal and think they're like. Uh, when kids would come from a youth group and ask for a letter of recommendation, I got giddy because I think oh, those yeah. are fun to write, right? Like it's fun to play with the language and like, mm-hmm. how am I going to hype this person up? Or if you get like the kid that asks you for a letter of recommendation that, you know, uh, like how do you be honest but not deflating and like yeah. you know, all that. All, I, I enjoy that process. Nice. I enjoy that process. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Mine is, I've talked about many times but uh mowing the lawn yeah i hate that i really really enjoy it like it's i think i I equate it to because our job is relational uh it's oftentimes there are there are ways in which you can see growth and things happening but it's not always easy to see there's a lot of times that growth happens and you don't see it and and a lot and you're never quite done there's not like well did that like even with sermons like you you do the sermon but then immediately there's another one that's coming um and the thing about mowing the lawn is it's a task that has a very clear beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. You can see when you need to do it. You can see the progress you're making while you're doing it. And you can see when you're done with it. And I do I really appreciate that. There are very few things in life that are that way. It is always a chore. It is definitely a task. It's not like I'm sitting thinking, like, I wish I could. It's, I, that's not true. There are times where, like, I, I wish I could mow the lawn. Like, when it's raining. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I was going to mow the lawn today. And, and not even because it just needs to be done, but, like, I did. I did. I, I like that time. It's a good time. For me. I think I could get into that if I lived literally almost anywhere else. Yeah, I would you've not like seen, to mow your lawn. You've yeah, seen my lawn. hills. It, 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 it's oh boy. Uh, yeah. So I actually last summer bit the bullet, and the, so the other part of the difficulty for me was a I never wanted to do it, so I'd always find excuses mm-hmm. not to. But then B I was on a real good stretch of if I was home, it was raining. Mm-hmm. And if it was a perfect time to cut the lawn, I was away on some mission trip or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So our lawn turned into the Sahara, like just terrible. Not the Sahara, that's the desert. Jungle. All yeah. about the jungle. Uh, so we got a guy last summer. I just like found a neighborhood kid who's like, I'll mow your lawn for you. And I've never nice. looked back. I've been nice. I've been so happy. Just He shows up. He does it. Problem solved. Love it. So if you like doing it, maybe I should kick you a couple bucks. You know, maybe I you're do cheaper. like, yeah. yeah. But I would never drive the 47 <laughs> hours it takes to get to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Throwback. All right. I, I got uh, one more question for you. Yes. Uh, uh, and I'm going to go with – let's go with this one because I think that there's some discussion, but it's also pretty definitive. Yes. Uh, this is completely unrelated to what we just talked about. Which, which state mm-hmm. has the best name? And then conversely, which state has the worst name? And this is unrelated to the, to how you feel about the state as a place to go. Right. We're not casting aspersions on the people of a state. We're just saying this state has a fantastic name or this state has a really stupid name. Yes. Just based on the how it sounds. Also, like knowing that there's a lot of the state names are cultural, indigenous people, things like that. But just like as it comes out, like which. So we're not we're not. Please, all disclaimers that this is meant to not yeah, be. This is just like, the name. As, as your Take ears. Everything here. else yeah. out of it. Just the name. Yep. yep. I, I, I think I'm biased just by its location. Hawaii. I don't... Best, best name? Best name. name. Best Almost. name. I don't think... If you say the word Hawaii, 
your lips will involuntarily curl into a smile. Like even, you know, just casual mention, you will be happy saying that that word. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I also like that it's like it's like a sneaky three syllables. Yeah. Three syllables. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. And for most of it, it's like Hawaii. Like you just kind of like <laughs> slide into that third syllable. Hawaii. And sometimes, yeah, it's, sometimes it does trail on like that because again, the word is so fun to say. You want to continue saying it as long Hawaii. Yeah, and we aren't really sure. Like we we kind of say it as though it's going to be two syllables, but then we realize like, oh no, there's three syllables in that. And we're like yep. Hawaii. It <laughs> <laughs> catch on later. But yeah, that's that's easily the best. That's a really good one. That's a really um, good one. What's your worst? Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out either how to Arkansas? spell it or how to say it better. You're doing terribly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's either that or South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, are you? Like, I? you have no better distinguisher. That I guess we're just the South version of that up there. Like, yeah, my, my worst is definitely, it's almost a tie for all of the North-South ones because... Just name it anything else. Like that's really <laughs> dumb. It's very dumb. Uh, but the worst of even worse than the North Souths is West Virginia. Yeah, it's nowhere because near Virginia. West Virginia, which is a north of Virginia. Yep. And two, what a stupid name. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. not only are you naming yourselves after a different state, uh, you're not even getting your directions correct. Like, no. the, yes, it is a little bit west, but it's primarily north of Virginia, uh, northwest of Virginia. And uh, it's just it's just dumb. Just come up with it, and especially if you're trying to like legitimately North West Virginia, we're we're trying to distinguish yourselves from Virginia. Any other name works. Yeah. Call yourself Poconos. <laughs> like call yourself Banana Graham. Like the, anything would be fine. Appalachia. Uh, yeah. What's that? Appalachia. You know, Appalachia. Something, something. Appalachia would be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Ohio is kind of stupid too. <laughs> But it is round on the ends and high in the middle. It is round. Oh, I like it, it's, it's what you'd say like when you aren't really sure what to say. Like, See, what do you guys want to name yourselves? Oh, I. <laughs> See, I am biased because the people that are like madly in love with being from Ohio, mm. I think are some of the more annoying people. Out. Like, apologies to any oh. listeners for who might that, but when they not rest, to cast aspersions on the people from a state, but yes. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it. It just feels like it, it's the same look people give me when I announce my begrudging fandom of the Yankees like mm-hmm. Yankees fans mm-hmm. are obnoxious I know this people from Ohio P- Ohio fans people who are fans of the state of Ohio mm-hmm. tend to be very obnoxious mm-hmm. in their love for it yeah uh, I also uh, on a I keep thinking of dumb ones but like similar to Arkansas Connecticut yeah that's a dumb why why spelled that way why said that way why why um, <laughs> Why? Uh, so here's my favorite, just most fun, most fun one to say, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's got a ring to it. Oklahoma is just—it's fun. It's a—it's uh, not Hawaii, which is fantastic, but Oklahoma is, is pretty fun. You can sing it. You can say it. I was gonna say, it's, would you feel the great. same way were it not for the musical? I think it's just a fun. It's like the word Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is a very fun. It's a fun journey for your mouth to take. Yeah. Uh, I think Oklahoma is similar fun. I think Pennsylvania is kind of fun. I think California is is pretty fun. Like I think. Those are all kind of fun words to say. Um, yeah, so I mean, but I would go with Oklahoma because we don't talk about Oklahoma very much and so it still has a little bit of novelty to it. Uh, I think Dakota would be fun on its own, but you throw a North and South in front of it, it sounds very dumb, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Tyler. <laughs> and I'm Jay. And this is. And this is. 
Roughing the Panther! you know in the algorithm that tracks our listenership if we can see if we a had any listeners from north and south dakota or Mm -hmm. or arkansas and then b if we just lost them (laughs) yeah i have not been to i've been to north and south dakota they're lovely states uh i have i've been to many i think i've been to 46 states wow something like that i figured it at one point i've not been to hawaii or alaska but i've been to 46 of the 48 and Arkansas is one that I have not been to. What's the state? Um, this is almost a continued introduction. What's the state yeah. that you haven't been to that you would like to get to? Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Just end of story. I, Hawaii, for obvious reasons, Oregon is up there for me. Oh, yeah. I've been to Oregon. Oregon is, is beautiful and fantastic. I've not heard uh, any, any bad reports coming out of Oregon. That Yeah. You would you would definitely enjoy Oregon. Oregon yeah. The whole Pacific Northwest is, is very very fantastic i'm a big fan of, of almost all the west coast it's just that there's all so many cool things like just um ecologically geographically there's a lot of natural geography that's really cool along like from san diego on up yep. like it really uh all the way up to seattle it's it's pretty pretty cool like all the stuff along the edge of the coast thing yeah more traveling to be done mm-hmm. but today's topic yeah, I uh, today is uh, hot. It is uh, it, in in the Pittsburgh area where we are recording this. Yes. Uh, there's a high, I think, of 92 with a real feel mm-hmm. of 111. Yeah, because of the humidity. Yeah, uh, I hate this. I hate <laughs> this weather. <laughs> I, this is my, so we're just uh, jumping when, right into opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. I, no, I, this is not opinion. This is stated fact. Uh, this is <laughs> agreed. Well, this is stated fact that Tyler Tyler hates this. Yeah. This is my least favorite kind of weather. Um, there's a lot of talk about a dry heat and like people are like dry heat's not a real thing. Uh, uh, absolutely, you are wrong. Yeah. Uh, today is the best example of this, where the humidity is taking a 91 degree uh, day and upping it by 19 degrees. So it is, it is almost 20 degrees hotter in terms of how it feels solely because of the humidity. Yep. If you go to somewhere like California and it's 90 degrees outside, the real feel is 90 degrees because the humidity is like 5%. Uh, now, there's all kinds of other, like they have no water. So that's the, there, it's there's not a downside. Like that's yeah. perfect. It is a desert. Uh, but I will take a non-humid place. I lived in Florida for three years. Uh, it was the worst. Yeah. I did not like it. Um, it was beautiful. And so it was like uh, a mirage all the time because you'd look out the window. It was so fantastic. And you walk outside and it was like someone breathed on you. Um, <laughs> it was like living in an armpit. It was the worst. Ugh. And uh, I hated it. I, I hate when it's hot because there's only so much you can take off. There's only so much you can do to get comfortable. When it's cold, you can always put more on. You can always put on a fire. You can always do certain things it, it i mean if you're in unless you're like trapped in a car or something like that um but there there are things you can do to warm up that you 
you kind of don't run out of options or it takes longer to run out of options. Whereas like when it's hot, there's only, just only so much you can do. I, I get cranky and whiny and complainy like I am right now <laughs> uh, when, when things are hot. Here endeth Tyler's rant. Uh, here beginneth Jay's. Uh, I will say unequivocally, I'm going to begin calling this past winter that we just went through, the winter of 21, 22, mm-hmm. the winter of truth. Ooh, because that's what we should call the t- the call the episode. I just it, wanted that to be the winter of truth because it broke me. Oh, I remember distinctly the day I gave up on Pittsburgh winters. Oh my goodness! And you know why I remember it because it was April nineteenth, twenty twenty two, in the year of our Lord. It was snowing, not like flurries, kind of. It, snowing sticking to the ground mm-hmm. snowing and the whole day i just post easter yes yeah i walked around my house all day saying it's april 19th and there's snow on the ground everywhere i went it's april 19th and there's snow on the ground i hate driving in snow i hate looking at snow i hate freezing rain hate looking at snow i'm done I'm out. What's wrong with looking at snow? Uh, it just it's never great. It's beautiful for two seconds, and then the yeah. salt comes through, and it's all terrible. Yeah. No, nope. you have a commute on not on all regular roads. Not even close. I have yeah. horrible choices. Uh, yeah. I can do back roads, which they never touch with a plow. Mm-hmm. I can do 19, which they can you t- do back streets. Not the boys, because uh, I've heard they're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, 19, you would think would be great. But it's not. As soon as you cross the Washington County line, they like, eh, we don't need to plow that. Oh, yeah. Uh, 79 would be okay, except sometimes it's not, and it's faster, so, like, people are dumber on 70. Mm-hmm. There's no good choices. I hate driving in the snow, period. And as the cyclist in me, it prolonged a season of not being able to get out and get on my bike yeah. Yeah. in a way that was misery to me. So I... There were times, the reason I would call it the winter of truth is first, it broke me. Like, I'm truly just done. I don't know what I'm, I'm going to be a miserable human to be around (laughs) this winter. I'm sure of it. You might all just want to keep your distance for for six months or whatever, because it's going to be full on grumpy old man. But B, I would have, I think, conceded, like when I would joke about moving to Florida in the middle of winter. People would say what you just said. Oh, it's like living in a mar- armpit. The humidity, the heat, the whatever. You're going to hate it. You wouldn't like it. You. I'm here for it. I think mm. it's fine. I think it's great. I think comparing it to the other stuff, I would take heat wave over cold winter absolutely any day of the year. Man. Any day. Yeah. I, I, would, I would go back again to my previous statement that I would go live in, like, California, mm-hmm. even Arizona. Um, I would live in a West Coast heat for the rest of my life. Um, I like East Coast heat. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think I I agree with you on that. I think mm. uh, if I if the choice was Florida or California, California all the way. Yeah, but the choice is Pittsburgh or Florida. Goodbye. In this, in I'm this in Florida. Area. Yeah. Ooh, gross. I'm in Florida. Gross. I'm done. And Sarah is probably as she's listening to this episode filing divorce papers immediately with me at the mere thought of it. 
But I, I'm telling you, man, I'm just done. Is, is Sarah, she's a Four Seasons person? She is. She's very much. Like, so she's she's really big fan of the Four Seasons. Yeah. Which, yeah. on my better days, I appreciate the variety. I don't know how mm-hmm. well I would thrive in a culture. Like, if Christmas came and it was 90 degrees outside. Yeah, it's the worst. I don't, I, I don't know if I could get behind that for that day. I think every other day I'd be just fine. But what is your ideal temperature? Hmm. Like outside temperature. Outside? 75. Yeah. 75? Yeah. Okay. You're having a that's good a day. Pretty, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. My my ideal temperature for the kind of the all-purpose, obviously different activities have different things, but my, my ideal would be uh, probably like 67, hmm. where it's that sweet spot where you can still wear a hoodie. Uh, like you can wear a hoodie with shorts or you can wear pants and a T-shirt, and no one looks at that person and says, that person's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That it's it's kind of you can wear pants and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and shorts and it makes sense in all of those situations. That, that kind of that high 60s really hits that hits that realm. What's your what's your thermostat set to right now? Uh my thermostat is set to 70, but also my thermostat is not very reliable. It is freezing in the basement where I am in. That's mm-hmm. where I'm wearing a jacket and it's burning hot on on the second floor. Uh, so I have a, a bad cooling system in my house that is not a good gauge. My ideal would be like 68. Yeah. My my office uh, thermostat, uh, I don't know if we were recording when I said this, the air conditioner is broken in my office and has mm. been for mm-hmm. a while. My thermostat is set to 72. It is 78 degrees of Fahrenheit in this room hey. right now. Yeah. So Fantastic. It's like going to work in a sauna, which, you know, you try and enjoy that. That's People pay good money to go to saunas, so I'm just Absolutely. living in it. Yeah. <laughs> There are some things about the changing of the seasons that are good and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, this winter broke my soul. I I yeah. was in a dark place. I did. Yeah. I, I It would have been Palm Sunday weekend. So like April 9th, 10th, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was on a retreat uh, leading worship. And a news story is the calendar is important here. I, a news story came across my Facebook feed that up until that point in Pittsburgh, we had had exactly four sunny days. Yeah, that in the was year rough. Twenty twenty two. That was rough. All the way into April. That's one sunny day a month. Yeah. Everything else was cloudy, rainy, miserable, snowy crap. We did have a really, and even when it wasn't rainy or snowy, we just had like overcast days. That was mm-hmm. it. Was a it was a it was a gray a gray spring. The crazy thing is that we had. Which made the April snow even weirder or harder is that we did have like probably the, all four of those days came in like March where we had a run where it was like 60 degrees in March. Yeah. Like it was like we had like three, two or three like beautiful days right in a row, like unseasonably warm, but not so. It wasn't like like we had it. It was like 75 in December a couple of years ago. And that was that. That was weird. bonkers. Yeah. Um, but this was like like 60s, like low 60s in march and it was like oh yeah i guess so like that it was like a little too warm but not so much as like yeah i guess spring is here and then um by the end of april we were down in like the 20s again uh which was wild as as superman needs the sun to charge his powers so jay needs the sun to be a jovial human being and when it's gone for too long it's ugly I'd take a heat wave any day. The nice news for you is that Pittsburgh over time 
uh, is getting discernibly hotter, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're getting uh, more intense storms, but they stick around less. Like we haven't had a winter where there has been snow on the ground for months on end. Right. Like we like it felt like we used to have. Like I think I think that unless we're having a collective weird kind of Mandela effect, like we did with like the Shazam movie starring Sinbad, like. <laughs> Uh, that didn't exist. That's like I, there. I remember. I cannot remember. I remember one Christmas my entire life growing up, until until like age twenty five, where there wasn't snow on the ground on yeah. Christmas Day. Uh, and I, in the last fifteen years, I can remember probably two Christmases where there was snow on the ground, um, which to me is as per or earlier mentioned, like we were both spoiled and said like Christmas needs snow, like or Christmas needs to be cold, like that right. kind of thing. Um, and so I, I think that there's, there's a bit of that. I, so to take a hard left into scripture for a second, <laughs> Please, there's calm a me passage. Down. Anything you yeah. can do to calm me down, Tyler. Well, there's a Talk passage me off the ledge. Uh, and I think that this gets at it. Cause like, rather than this just being like uh <laughs> man, man shouts at moon, uh, kind of, uh, <laughs> Is that the headline the Simpsons headline? Man, man shouts at something. Yeah. Uh, man I shouts am, at son. I'm feeling particularly Grandpa Simpson today. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. very, very Grandpa shouts at son. Uh, kind of like we're just we've just been two guys whining. Who wants to hear that for 24 minutes? <laughs> um, but I would say that there, there. So there's a passage that's very interesting where Jesus says this, uh, talking about God. He causes the sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. He causes the rain to fall on the, un- on the righteous and the unrighteous. And we often read that as he causes good things, the sun, to shine on good people and bad people. And he causes bad things, the rain, to fall on good people and bad people. And so it seems like, yeah, that's appropriate. Like God causes bad things, God causes good things. And yet, to the people at the time, first century Palestine, who live in an arid climate, the sun is good when, at times, and sometimes it's bad. Right. And the rain is good at times, and sometimes it's bad. But usually both of those things are necessary. And so what, what Jesus is saying, he's not saying God causes good things and God causes bad things for good and bad people. Jesus is saying God causes all things yep. for good people and bad people. God causes good things for good people and bad people. And God causes good things for good people and bad people. And so... Part of the the change in the nuance in that is kind of seeing the blessing in the seasons, seeing right. that we need rain, that rain can ruin our day, but we need it yeah. uh, if we are going to have life in in the world. And if you don't like the sun, uh, you don't like the hot days, we still need those days. Yeah. And that it may ruin your your plans of like being that of it being too rainy outside for you to do anything so you can stay at home and watch the the all eight Harry Potter movies in one day like that <laughs> that um it's one thing to ruin a picnic it's another thing to ruin a day where you didn't want to go outside and sometimes a sunny day will ruin that because like oh, I got to go outside it's nice um in both of those things God is is, is doing stuff yeah. and so I, I think to me to get to the larger existential thing is that we love complaining about the weather, regardless of where you live. We love complaining about it, except for maybe in Southern Hawaii. California. They, they always talk about how great it is, uh, <laughs> except for when there's a drought right. <laughs> um, or, or wildfires. Um, but we, we love complaining about it because we kind of want things to be easy 
all the time. We want to be comfortable. I don't like the heat because it makes me uncomfortable. You don't like the cold because it makes you uncomfortable. There are larger existential things to it. I don't like the the climate change and you don't like the danger that comes with snow. Like the, So it's not just about preferences, but ultimately it, it kind of is preferences. Um, and it, I think a lot of times in life we are asking God to just give us uh, sunny, partly cloudy, sunny five or 75 days. Like partly cloudy, 75 degree days yep. kind of for the rest of our lives. And we're looking for the place that like we can just ride it out. Yeah. So Florida becomes that for people on the East Coast. California com- becomes that for people on the West Coast. Uh, and we kind of live our lives like that too. We want to build, like get enough money so that we can hit a point that we don't have to work anymore. And we can just kind of ride out the easiness of like getting a steady income and we get the house where we don't have to do the kind of maintenance because it'll just be done. We can hire the person to mow the lawn so that we don't have to do that. So we can do, we can do whatever else we want to do instead of that. And I think that uh, in doing so, we miss a lot of what God is doing through the rainy days, yep. through the sunny days, through through the snowy days and the heat wave days. And that that this is the day that the Lord has made and we should rejoice and be glad in it, even when it's too hot, yeah. even when it's too cold. Uh, and sometimes finding God in the midst of the blizzard in April or finding God in the midst of 95% humidity is is some of the some of the work that we that we need to do. Yeah. No, and I, th- do I, th- I think all that's extremely true. And uh, I want to add to it. I mean, first, like I've been reading a lot about Buddhism because uh, I studied a bit of Buddhism in college. And, and like, it's always been fascinating to me how similar it is to Christianity, even though no one thinks so. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it, it's teaching very similar things, including you talking about this is the day, like the, the idea of being present in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, my bigger issues on in wintertime is I am waiting for summer. Yeah. And it's robbing me of right here, right now. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa, if you don't like heat waves, you're probably dreaming of October. And, you know, it's yeah. not it's not where you are. Uh, it's yeah. not where, where you're at. And that's that's a practice that, at least on my end, needs a lot of work. Um, but the climate change thing is not missing from this conversation. Yeah. Um, God sends the the rains. Yes. God sends the sun. Yes. But when we are absolutely destroying our climate to the point that and, and I'm glad we started adopting the word climate change over global warming because people will use like now as global warming and, mm-hmm. and oh, look at that. There it is. But then people who are against it in winter will say, where's global warming now? Yeah. April 19th when it's snowing. Right. It's climate change. It's that yeah. winter has become so wildly unpredictable now mm-hmm. because our climate is all kinds of messed up uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, what used to be predictable is not. Um, hurricanes are out of control. Usually a late summer, fall thing. Mm-hmm. Wildfires. Yeah. And it's and that's, you know, again, I am a bad hippie at best, uh, like things I want to care about and know the right answer on, like single use plastics has been on my mind lately. Like I'm way too independent or way too dependent on stuff like that. Mm. Um, I have an electric car now, but it's mostly for fuel saving, like cost savings than it is Mm. for any environmental fact. But like we could, yes, God sends the good to both the good and the bad and other goods to the good and the bad, but we are appreciating neither (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and, and just absolutely having our way 
with the planet, which is having an impact on what we see all around us. Yeah. Well, and one of the things um, to step back just a bit, but also in this in the same sense of like kind of being bad stewards of not only the land, but the time that we have, like, yes, uh, particularly in in a in an area that has four seasons like Pittsburgh, uh, like the effective season of summer is now running for like two and a half months. And immediately people are exhausted yep. from all of the things we have planned. And we are, our heads are spinning and August is gonna be here. The end of August is gonna be here before we know it. And we're gonna be back in our winter schedule, like our, our um, fall schedules. And when we have nice weather, we are so determined to fill it with stuff yep. that we can't be present within it. And when we have lousy weather, we are so determined to endure it, to get back to when we had the time to, like we idealize what we don't have. Uh, the nice thing about winter is that you can't do anything and so you have the freedom to do nothing. Yeah. And the nice thing about summer is that you can do anything, but then you have the obligation to do everything. And we can't, we can't appreciate what we have because we either are trying to do everything we can during the time we've gotten it, which means we can't we don't can't appreciate anything, or we are so frustrated by all the stuff that we can't do because of this current situation that we can't see what we can do. Right. Um, and the the same that that not being good stewards of our time and our community on the day does connect to kind of not being good stewards of the world yeah. that we use the world not for appreciating it as it is or appreciating what is here and sustaining that and caring for it. We use it as what can this give me? How can this make my life better? Oh, uh, I can tear down these, this, this forest and, and build a house here. I can do all of these things. Like we can, I like the beach so we can build a house that's close to the beach on what used to be a marshland. Oh, and now it's flooding all the time. Why is my house flooding all the time? Because it's a national marshland. Like this, there's nowhere for the water to go. Oh, why is the beach getting closer to my house? Because you kept building your house closer to the beach, like that. Yep. We, we don't, uh, we actively ignore what is coming tomorrow, so that we can get our joy for today. Yeah. And and that's a that's a real kind of twist. The rejoice in the and like kind of this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Is not to say eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we'll die. It's not like right. do what you can um, because we only get one shot at this. It's the sense of like appreciate what is here now, um, not to burn it to the ground, but to, to do something with it. Right. Um, well, and the I, quote, well, just one last thing. The, yeah, the yeah. quote that I've said a bunch of times, which is a Martin Luther quote, maybe, uh, <laughs> who knows, uh, but Martin Luther potentially said at one point, if I knew the world was gonna end tomorrow, I would plant a tree today. And that sense of, uh, it seems ridiculous, but it's that sense of like, I would care for the earth right now, even yeah. if I knew this whole thing was gonna end, that we should live each day as though it's, and, and I would do something that I'm not gonna see the fruits of for a very long time, mm -hmm. maybe never, that planting trees is you're doing something for people that come beyond you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's inconvenient to plant a tree. It's inconvenient to do, uh, to endure, uh, the seasons, but if we recognize that there's goodness in them, that there's productive things that we can do even in the midst of that, that changes yeah. maybe our perspective. I, I think this, yeah, I, I, I think and this might be a little too high-minded maybe, uh, or big picture -y, but like rejoice in the, 
rejoice for today is the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. I think so much of our reality, like you're talking about houses on the beach and things like that, like it's rejoice in the day that we have made. Yep. You know, like this is how we want things to go. Or and, what we can make of this day. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not, I have an electric car. I also have a gas car that guzzles way too much uh, gasoline. People will talk about cars as if they are, well, what are you going to do? Like we can't all just stop driving. In the scheme of human history, cars are a five-minute-old idea. Yeah. Uh, and, and and we speak about them as if they're absolute necessity in our lives, right? Like in the, in the scheme of human pollution, it is a ninety-five percent problem, like, right? Or something like that. It is it is obscene how much carbon carbon uh, uh, or fossil fuels have expediated the pollution of the planet. Right. And, and again, I'm not. This is not preachy. This is not like. Hmm feel bad for having a car. I have a car. Uh, I drive way more than I should. I, I chose to not live right next to my church for a lot of reasons. Um, but all that is to say, like, I think some of the assumptions we bring into it are, I want to craft the world the way I want it to be. Yeah. Uh, and that more than anything, like, you know, again, in winter when I was grumpy, uh, I would joke about moving to Florida or moving to California or moving to, and again, people would point out, oh, you don't really want to live there. Like, you don't really want to live in Florida. It's humid. There's crocodiles. There's crazy people. Florida man's still on the loose. Like, right? like you don't want that. More alligators than crocodiles, but sure. Sure, great. Uh, <laughs> see, obviously, I've done my research on this, right? Uh, <laughs> I think there's some crocodiles and zoos, but yeah, generally alligators. You never know. Uh, yeah. it, you know, joke about going to California. Well, there's wildfires. There's, you know, earthquakes. There's, like, the ideal world I want to create for myself doesn't actually exist. Uh, for as much as I want to complain about it and wish it it did, uh, there there is no version of that that is devoid of other things interfering with the world that I want it to be. So it's much better to just accept the world you have yeah. uh, and, and say, okay, how and can I make the it, best of this? Yeah. yeah, accept it as a gift. Yeah, accept the rain as as something as a gift from God. Accept the and like, should we accept wildfires as a gift from God? No. no. Should we accept blizzards as a gift from God? No. But in the midst of those things, there are gifts that God is like. There are there's communities that come to help people. There are there are people that. So now is that? I don't want to go down the 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 kind of un. I think that the bad view of saying, well, God created the wildfire so that the community would come together. Nope. No, no, I don't. No. I don't think that that's how it works. I think God did not create the wild... gender reveal party that started the wildfire. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's yeah. yeah let's Okay. Yeah, and and the I think that that we live in a world where there is pain and there is bad things, and we can be overwhelmed by the pain and the and the bad and the and the pointless. Like the feeling that there is no point to this can be overwhelming, and uh, that pointlessness fuels both the kind of eat, drink, and be merry libertine nature of summer celebration. And the depression and kind of hopelessness of, of the winter, like yeah. that, that not one is not better than the other. One's a little more desirable than the other. But we, a lot of our filling up our time during the summer months with way too many activities and stuff does speak to a scarcity sense of like I don't have enough time. I need to do everything now because right. life is short. So do all you can. And the the winter time of saying like I can't do anything, what a terrible situation I'm in, um, also kind of comes from that sense of scarcity, uh, and like maybe it'll never 
maybe the sun will never come back. And that's th those are those are valid emotions. Those are true things. So it's it's not to say that you're wrong for feeling that fear, uh, but the the hope that we have that God is presenting in things like this is the day that the Lord has made, is saying that there there is goodness in each day. Right. There is something that we can find. There's something that we can seek. There's something that we can do. Uh, we do have winter in in places like Pittsburgh does slow down a lot of what we do. Yep. and forces us to have time that we don't give ourselves in other situations. We can't ride the bike, but it means that we're stuck in the house, and we're stuck in the house with our family. Uh, well, we're stuck in the house with extra time to do writing, to do reading, to do to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi, yes. <laughs> to, do, to do the things that we, that we haven't had time to do because we're filling it with so much stuff during the, the scarcity of the, of the good weather and the heat wave. Yeah. And, and that, that leads to point two, you know, like again, on my, I think I can do half this equation. Well, sometimes <laughs> mm -hmm. that like mm -hmm. when it's a blizzard and it's snowy and it's miserable out. And again, I'm just picking on the season that I dislike, yeah. you know, yeah. people that don't like heat waves can go the other way. I will routinely come across like, you know what? I never slept outside in a blizzard. Like I have a house, I have a furnace, I have heat on, like we're blessed. Mm -hmm. I'll make it to that point in the equation. The back half is, Someone out there does not have a house or yeah. heat or so like recognizing the blessing in the day that the Lord has made should also inspiring being the blessing to somebody yeah. else. Uh, yeah. How can know. I bless others? How can I give? I, I don't like the blizzard, but at least I have this. Right. And how can I both recognize that some people don't have that? And then how can I? Not use that to make myself feel better. Right. Because <laughs> that's a lot of times we're like, well, at least I have. A place to live because some people don't even have that so i should feel happy right you should also feel sad for the people who don't have it and <laughs> right. we should then do something to change that we right. have enough yep that's like that's that's the thing there was someone who put i saw something on instagram the other day where it was just over and over it just said there's enough for everyone if we share mm -hmm. and it just repeated that over and over again if there's enough for everyone if we share there's enough for everyone if we share and you can take that statement and be offended by that statement or whatever political thing is but it's true yeah it's absolutely true there's enough for everyone if we share. And however we do that, however we get to that point, we need to get the politics out of the way. We need to get all of our excuses out of the way and just realize like there's enough for everyone if we share. And you could still have more than you need. Yeah. And and share and, and give enough to people. And that's interesting because I think on the on the other side of that, right? Like when I make that more of a political thing, even from a more progressive side, like people are hurting. Someone should do something about that. We should write yeah. some new policies and we should yep. Yeah. Yes. And I should be out there, <laughs> me personally, yeah. trying to improve the lives of people that are that are you know struggling with things I'm not struggling with. Mm -hmm. um, whatever that looks like, like yes, we should change policies and and make it a political conversation. But that doesn't absolve us either of, hey, let's go help somebody. You know. Well, and and even in that sense, much like finding the the perfect place to live, which is the perfect temperature, um, is getting at the the notion that we want to fix this problem so it's not a problem anymore. Uh -huh. And guess what? Poverty is always going to be a problem. Yep. Greed is always going to be a problem. Like Jesus says, the poor you'll always have with you, not because he's saying like, I ah, don't worry about it. They'll just always be here. Just saying like, right. you're always going to need to deal with that. Like you're always going to be pushing against the notion of having enough because yep. we never have enough. I, I, I think I've said this before too, where I realized I was making not very much money when, when, uh, uh, I was first married and, and we had our first job and we were talking to friends of ours who were about the same age and we were basically saying like if we just had like a couple thousand more a month we would be fine Yeah. and they were like yeah 
we yeah that's we're just a couple thousand away from being fine and then we realized they made three times as much as us yep and it was the exact and we had they were being honest like they honestly felt like just a couple thousand more a month we'd be set that's exact that's all we need we just need a little bit more like most of us aren't greedy to say like i wish i had a million dollars like that'd be great but honestly we're just like if i just had a couple thousand more a month i can meet the i could save some i could pay this off i could get the new thing i could do that uh and so even even in a non-greedy person the culture is well just a little bit more like you could take a little bit more what and that notion gets in the way of uh, our enjoyment uh, and and our being satisfied with what we have, but it also gets in the way with our ability to help other people because like, I wish I could help you, but I, I also just, just need a, I, I I am also suffering just a little bit. We can find ways in which we are the people who need help uh, more than we are the people who are able to help. There was a real life example of this and it's kind of turned into a meme lately, but I, right before COVID hit, I read a book, um, can't remember the, the exact title of it now, but it was about Sabbath. And the whole way through, the author kept saying, look, the answer is not to have more time in your day where you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to help you. Uh, even yeah. if you took a whole time off of work and like never went to the office, like you would still have the problem. And right after I read that book, COVID hits, and we all had unlimited so hours in the day. Yep. And he was right. <laughs> like it, yeah, it, we filled that up so quickly. Yeah, like it, it with, with chores. Yeah. I maybe had ten minutes of of relaxing moment in that that season of life, right? So it's not just if only I had more, if only I had more free time, if only I had more money, if only I had more sunny days, if only I had more. Like it, that's not going to help either. You got to learn how to be happy with what you do have if you're ever gonna, uh, you know, go forward. Yeah, it's amazing how COVID made us realize that the commute that is so annoying mm. was so essential. That like the driving and the gas and all of the stuff that went with it was really problematic and frustrating. But the time of like 30 minutes or whatever, 45 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever that time was for your brain to not have to be in a meeting, to not have to be actively working, but to, to like have a little bit of time that you can't do anything else where you're kind of trapped. It's, I mean, it is like the blizzard where you're stuck in the house, Yeah. Uh, where it's not to say that this is great. It would be great if you didn't have to have that commute, but immediately we didn't have commutes. We didn't have time that we, we had to space out our meetings. Like we could go back to back to back to back. And we realized like, oh, that is not That's good. Not great. I, need, I need that 20 minutes in between any greeting time. Like I need, uh, and we had to justify the downtime. Mm-hmm. And if you lived in a corporate situation or, or someone who was making your schedule they you couldn't justify it like you right. you're like why do you need time in between it like it's just a lot more efficient if we do this like well yeah but my brain works better if i have this little process like we kind of realized we need to schedule meetings for ourselves yeah where i have this block in my day where i'm not meeting with anyone and i'm not actively i'm not also trying to do any other work like i i need to recalibrate and regroup and re- refresh um where it is kind of doing nothing so on paper it seems like that's not good, but it re- it's an essential nothing that we had built into our day before that we didn't have when yeah. we had all the time in the world. There's a great book I'm reading again. Um, I've read it a bunch. It's called Orbiting the Giant Hairball. If you work in any kind of organization at all, you should read this book. Um, but the guy in the chapter I just read yesterday told this parable of he works at Hallmark, so like big corporate structure. 
mm-hmm. that's built on creativity, right? Like you have to create cards and be funny. And like, so the juxtaposition of those two ideas, like corporate efficiency and creativity. Um, he imagined this parable of a big field of cows that are just out in the pasture chewing. Uh, and he imagines one of his corporate overlords in this pinstripe suit coming to the fence and yelling, you stupid cows, why aren't you making milk? <laughs> and like the point was they are right. Like, yeah. You can't just milk a cow 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's might be the most productive, but it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the process involves a whole bunch of stuff that you don't see. Uh, you know, so again, in that Zoom world where it was like, have more meetings, have more, make more milk, make more stuff, make more, be more productive, be more. You lost the time where you just sit around and chew the food and produce. Mm-hmm. You know, the inner work that's not visible outwardly. Uh, yeah, you need that time. You need that space. Yeah. There should be like a commandment about Sabbath, about stepping back every <laughs> now and again. Uh, you know, maybe like one out of every seven days or so to just relax and do nothing, you know. It's yeah. an idea. So I would say, I mean, like to, to bullet point kind of where we, because we, this has been a nice, uh, we kind of, like it, it's almost like um, like free skate. Yeah. Uh, where we kind of like, we skated around all over this and I, I think we hit some points. So I, I think to to get us to sum up, um, it's okay if you don't like, if, yeah. if this is not your favorite, uh, whatever the weather is. But th- the most important thing is that God made every day. Like that, th- there is good in every day. Yes. And we can find that. And, and that doesn't necessarily cancel out the bad. Like it, it's, it, you don't have to be in denial of, of things that are there. Um, but sometimes finding the good helps you to see that we can do something about the bad, whether that is making smarter choices about, how we affect climate change and how we respond to it, whether that means making smarter choices about recognizing the ways in which you are blessed in this particular situation that other people aren't. And instead of pitying those people, empathizing with them and trying to change that situation, how do we, how do we provide warm spaces for people who do not have them when it's cold? How do we provide cool spaces for people who do not have them when it's warm? Uh, how do, how does the weather impact not just us, but the community that we live in? And how can we do something about that? How do we find ways to share those good things with other people who may not see the winter as good or the summer as good? That the that the heat wave that we experience, that God is still in those things. Yep. God may not be causing those things for the sake of bringing, like God didn't make evil happen so that good would come about from it, but that good is there in the midst of those sufferings. Yeah. And how do we see that? How do we see the rain as good? How do we see the sun as good? Um, and how do we know that those things can draw us closer to one another so that we can truly help each other? That uh, I, I'm not going to make you fall in love with the winter, but I, I as someone who loves that time of year, maybe someone who can help you see yeah why i love it well and vice versa and, and that's on my on that note i mean yeah, i'm feeling slightly less grumpy about winter now i don't <laughs> know if i've done anything to help you feel slightly less grumpy about oh yeah, summer. I, feel, yeah. I feel way better about it yeah. all right good tyler fan of winter not so much heat waves jay fan of heat waves not so much winter dear listener help us if you were to give each of us three tools to rejoice in the season we dislike give me and a tool can be like you know go sled riding for me or you know go to the swimming pool for tyler whatever it is 
how can you help us rejoice in the days that we don't naturally feel like rejoicing? Three tools. If we get winter and summer, I think we'll cover the bases for everybody. You know, everybody will find something mm-hmm. to see. So, what are three tools we can use to rejoice in the day the Lord gives us? Well, what anything anything for you to plug this week? Uh, man, just I'm I'm living that Obi Wan life. And also, I didn't mention this last time. Uh, run, there's two nerd shows running concurrently. I'm digging Miss Marvel. I'm not totally sold on it yet. Yeah, I have not watched that yet, but I heard it's heard it's quite good. Yeah, two episodes in, I'm I'm digging it. So I would plug both those things as as something to watch. I have still not. I think I did that Marvel rewatch like almost a year and a half ago at this point, and uh, or definitely like a year ago. I think I finished up in the spring of 2021. Uh, I have not finished a Marvel thing since then. Haven't finished wow. Loki. Haven't watched Hawkeye. Haven't watched. Uh, I, I I I watched half of Moon Knight. Uh, I haven't seen Black Widow. I haven't seen. I, I saw do, the the Spider Man movie. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I haven't. I, I've I've been on a on a Marvel. I haven't seen What If. Like, there's a lot of things that I really would love to see. I, I, there's no reason why I haven't seen. It. I just haven't watched it. The problem with uh, Marvel right now, for a while there, they were turning out everything they did was gold. Yeah. And now it is kind of hit or miss. Like, what if? Great. Yeah. Doctor Strange? Eh. Uh, oh, I heard it was good. The movie? I heard yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I um, walked out of it going, eh, okay. Not what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, Miss uh, Marvel, great. A, Hawkeye? Eh. Oh, I heard Hawkeye was better than it should have been. I, I don't like that character. I heard I, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was like, eh, that could yeah. have been a movie. <laughs> like, I was bummed. Those are some be. of my favorite characters, and they kind of... Yeah they got the short end so yeah it's hit or miss you know some of it's yeah. good some of it's not well i have a plug that's very weird and this has been my last almost a full year that i've been doing this this seems weird and i was weirded out when we talked about it in the past and we joked about it but i've gotten into asmr really yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the weirdest way. Like so, and so ASMR. Is this confession uh, time, or what are we doing? It's yeah. confession time. Yeah, and yeah. it feels weird. <laughs> uh, I can't. It's audio sensory something. It stands for something. Like yeah. it, it, and basically, what it was, and kind of realizing what it was, it's like a feeling that I like. It, so if you haven't like listen like. If you like get your head rubbed or like hear someone's voice and it makes it makes you feel warm, like makes like tingles go through your back or something like that, um, that's what. So the ASMR describes that reaction. It's not the thing; it's the reaction. And so all of those things, those weird videos of like people like making noises with like bubble wrap or or saying weird things. Like different things work for different people, but it's getting that sensation. And I get that like a lot of times if I'm at the doctor or something and they're talking to me or if I especially if they have to touch my head like Mm -hmm. it just like feels good and I'll just get like a warm feeling through my back and like that feels really good and so some ASMR is just like a person talking to you and it's just like uh, someone who is like booking a a trip for you and just the tone of their voice and the light like tapping on the keyboard like is just a satisfying feeling Uh, and there's nothing like gross or perverted about it which is what i kind of thought when it was before that no it's Um, it's the clippers on the back of the head in a haircut yeah that's what it was for me that yeah anytime someone would touch like and the the the, like dust they do like if i could find a way to feel that for an hour you know like that'd be 
And so that's it. And I found that, especially with AirPods, so if you put, so if you actually have like the binaural headphones, um, and uh, when someone is like, there's somewhere they like cut, cut hair and they'll do like scissor sounds around and you can hear it in stereo and stuff. And like it does, it's just like a little feeling. You're like, ooh, yeah, there we go. And that, and it's just like kind of, to me, it's always like in the back of my neck or my shoulders where I can feel it. And it, again, describing this makes me sound weird no, and gross. I'm 100% like with you. I would feel very weird out here, somebody, but it's it's super weird, and there are a lot of different things out there. Not most of them are not for me. There's one that I would recommend just in general, where there's a woman who ha- she's a French woman, and she does an ASMR thing where she basically works at a wand shop, basically like Harry Potter, and the production is amazing. And it's just she goes in and she'll talk to you. She, she has this very light voice, and she's like, "Oh, you're here to order a wand. Well, let's just see." And like she's like, "Let's try out these ones." And then she like goes and like fumbles through all the the like shelves and stuff, and it's in the sound is. Uh, it's just really, it's very interesting. And mm-hmm. so I would say try out with that one. It's basically, it's just like ASMR Hogwarts. Like search for that. And it, you'll find this this woman who is working at like an Ollivander's type wand shop. And it's like 45 minutes long. And she just like talks to you about how you're supposed to get a wand. And it's it's an experience. But you kind of need the headphones for it. Yeah. Uh, that may not work for you. Uh, it, ASMR doesn't work for everybody, but it worked for me in a way that I had. I, once I realized, oh, that's what that is. Like you said, like the the feeling of getting your hair cut, that's what it is. Yeah. So if you can watch these videos and find the one that calculates right. I found this guy who does, he's super weird. And it's like, I would not recommend him because it's super weird. And he's like, hello, I know you. Like he talks real close to Mike and for whatever reason it works. I wish it didn't for me because uh, <laughs> he's just a weirdo and I yeah. feel kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, find a uh, ASMR. I'm all for it. It helps me like get to sleep. It helps me like cool out. Like it's I am a big fan of this weird thing that doesn't make any sense. I don't like the weird like people just making weird noises into microphones and like some of the weirder parts of ASMR is like really off-putting. Yeah. But just the kind of remembering what it's like to get your hair cut. That I think that that's the general feeling. Man. So high plug for ASMR. Dig it. I'm on board. I'm gonna go find it. All right. On that note, well, though. Yeah. I've been Jay. And I've been Tyler. And this has been Roughing, Roughing the Passer. I don't know why I do this with the finger every time. That's we great. Say, yeah, we point. Yeah. yeah, like onward. On we go. Yeah. Go rough those pastors. <laughs> Bye friends. Alright, friends. Have a have a great uh, have a great time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.